Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 501 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, a Victory Monday edition, even though we're already celebrating Victory Sunday, as the Eagles are moving on to host the NFC Championship game next Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to get into all of that, get into the craziness that was the city of Philadelphia on Saturday and we're going to talk about just all the victories that we piled up. We collected them like Thanos Infinity Stones. Uh, we're going to talk all about it. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and from the Pitts Cave all the way in Boston. Mr. Patty Pitts. What's popping all my peeps? My Philadelphian peeps. I only have two words for you guys. Go birds. And Go birds, baby. I, I honestly think that... I said that enough for everybody in the greater Boston area last night in South Boston. You were boots on the ground, man. I was so boots on the ground in, in the New England area last night. It was unbelievable. I mean, to go up to random Giants fans and just say, go birds, right into their face, and knew they weren't going to do anything, it, it was awesome. And my friends were even like, why you just keep yelling, go birds? I'm like, well... How about you step outside the Massachusetts bubble that we live in? Because the best football right now that I've seen is being played in Philadelphia. It's not New England anymore. Hey, it's go birds. You know what I'm talking about? You know, we're going down there to Passyunk Avenue, and we're going to just take this thing all the way to the fucking Super Bowl down there in Arizona. Uh, we're going to dive into all of it. But before we get started, make sure you guys follow us on the socials. At Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and Pitsy35 on Instagram. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter, KBIZZLE11 on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five star ratings and reviews. It really does go a long way for helping this show continue to grow. We're in golden era of philadelphia sports since we started this podcast right now you know think about it. the phils went to the world series union went to the mls cup the birds are are buzzing right now sixers two seed how low flyers at 500 how we doing we're in a golden era ladies and gents subscribe to the podcast feed help us out be a friend tell a friend to subscribe to the number one Philly sports podcast, you know, let's keep climbing those charts. We want to get everywhere and get everybody involved. So go subscribe, leave a five-star review. We will read the reviews on the show if you leave them. So make sure you leave those reviews and subscribe to the underground sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes, 
clips, shorts, original content, live streams, all on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're at 359 subscribers right now. It's January 22nd as we record this little break in the fourth wall. 23rd when you're seeing this, we got like eight, nine days to hit our goal of 400 by the end of January. So go subscribe. I still think it's doable. I still think it's doable. Be a friend, tell a friend, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. And, uh, also while you're at it, make sure you go get your merch from our friends at PHI apparel company. They're the best in the game guys. They're the exclusive home to all of our podcast merch. And right now through the end of the week, I want to get this right. I want to get the actual thing correct. You can always support us with PHI Apparel Company. Stand out in the crowd. If you're going down to the link on Sunday, you want to rep the brand, get your merch. PHI Apparel Company is a place to do it. It's your new favorite Philly sports apparel shop, and they're as passionate about their business as the sports teams we've all grown up rooting for. They're brand new in the game. They've supported us from day one since we met them. Uh, and right now, guys, through the end of the week, through this week, use code It's a Philly Thing for 20% off everything on the f- storefront. 20% off It's a Philly Thing at phiapparel.co. Or if you want to support us all the time, you know, it, it really does help. You can use that code on our merch, that helps as well. Uh, but you can use our code underground. You get 10% off anytime, anywhere, any order. As much as you want to add, we got hoodies and shirts on the storefront right now. Working on some kick-ass merch uh, that should be up very soon. Um, So go get your merch. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we do here at Underground Sports. So go get your merch. PHIapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. Pitsy to birds. Tolkien to the G-men on 38 to 7 day. And... January 21st is just 38 to 7 day in everybody's calendars now. They beat the Giants 38 to 7 in just demoralizing, humiliating fashion, making all these talking head pundits on your favorite sports talk shows, New York media, all these bozos look like certified bozos because everybody was like, oh, the Giants are peaking right now. Daniel Jones is teetering between being an elite. Oh, you know, the Eagles are rusty. Jalen Hurts might not be able to throw the ball, even though he just played two weeks ago and won against this same team. Who would have thought that the Eagles were actually a good fucking team and earned the one seed? How you doing? Keep it moving. 38-7, to your final score. Jalen Hurts didn't even play his A game and still looked like the MVP. He only threw for 154 yards and two touchdowns because that's all he had to do. Because the Giants defense, Wink Martindale, more like Stink Martindale. They stunk. That defense was atrocious. Daniel Jones, Mayo boy, Mayo Michael Vick, he looked terrible. His feet looked like they were getting stuck in Mayo. Mayo I don't want to hear about the New York Giants ever again. That team is trash. We told you from the beginning. And everybody was just hype because they beat a bad Vikings team. The Vikings finished the season with a negative 10 score differential. That is like pure luck 
that they went 13 and 5, including that playoff loss. They were the biggest fraudulent team in the postseason, and the Giants exposed it and still only won by a touchdown. You thought the Giants were coming into Lincoln Financial Field with the backing of the Birds fans who were in the lots at 8 a.m. because the Philadelphia Wings had to switch their game to the morning, which I was at. They, they were there when I got there, waiting outside to get into the lots that the normal lots didn't open until 1.15 in the afternoon. They were wait, We were waiting. We were ready to feast on the New York Giants, and that's exactly what we did. They looked atrocious, and there it is. I think Dak Prescott just threw an interception as we are oh, recording spoiler. during the 49ers-Cowboys game. Okay, I'll give it to you. It's a beautiful Ed thing. On offense, five, five drives, five TDs. Um, wow. Dak and interception yeah. is free money. Boston's got anytime touchdown oh, free terrible. money. It's a beautiful thing. Uh Pitts, free what were your what were your, what were your takeaways from this Eagles game? It's Jalen Hurts goes 16 of 24, 154 yards in the air, two touchdowns, ran for 34 more yards on nine attempts and scored on the ground. Kenneth Gainwell set a career high in rushing yards and ran for 9.3 yards a clip. And the Eagles, in dominating fashion, take down the division rival New York Giants, who looked horrific. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that was a hell of a game uh, by the Eagles. And watching it was so nice because every time I looked at the screen, the Eagles were doing something like you know, positive, either on defense, making a stop on offense, running the ball down the Giants defense throats. Like, honestly, and and this kind of goes back to, to, you know, boots on the ground. Me here is that I've had people say to me, oh, well, Pat Mahomes, look at his stats. He should be MVP. And I said, no, it should be Jalen Hurts. And they're like, what are you like? You're just your bias is showing or whatever. It's like the MVP means who's the most valuable person on your roster and i mean jalen hurts when he doesn't play they they don't win and pat mahomes he did suffer that high ankle sprain he did that is a fact that he has a high ankle sprain and when he went it went out of the game and chad henny was in the chiefs did fine you know the chiefs were okay so yeah you know obviously boston scott did boston scott things and the run game was fantastic but Bro, Jalen Hurts didn't throw an interception like Dak just did. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw for 151, 59. What was it you said? Uh, threw for 154, ran for 34. Okay, so he threw for 154. Uh, that's all he needed to do. You know, like, he, he, it just shows that that man is just on a different level from everyone else. It's It's unbelievable to watch. James Bradbury, interception against his former team. I cackled at that and i wow. laughed and everyone around me was like why was that funny i'm like dude he, play, he played for the he played for the giants like that's incredible did you hear darius slay right yeah the the giants released him in may because they couldn't pay him you're mean billionaire owner couldn't pay an all pro corner get the fuck out of my face thanks for that and then the eagles official account quote tweeted the tweet from may saying that they released james bradbury with just ty for thank you and the salute emoji. <laughs> just dude, it's just nothing better, not nothing better than that game. And I, I like Kenneth Gainwell, career Kenneth, Kenneth boy. 
Like that's a cat. That is a Kenny boy through and through. And this man is the third running back, essentially. In this game, he's definitely option three. And he's still 100, 100 yards. Like, they just, they did whatever they wanted to this Giants team. And honestly, it's nothing against the Giants. Whoever played the Eagles in this game was going to lose. They just were the sacrificial lamb. And, uh, you know, the week before, the Vikings were the sacrificial lamb because you could have put the Patriots against the Vikings. You could put the Jets, honestly, against the Vikings without Zach Wilson. And then the, the Vikings are going to lose that game. Like, they just, they were going to lose. So I, that's why I didn't buy into this hype of the Giants coming in and is Daniel Jones the guy and all this because you could have put any of the other 31 teams against the Vikings that week and they would have won and then they'd have to play the Eagles this week. And it's just, it's inevitable. It was, it was a beautiful thing. I have a video clip here of our guy, Big Play Slay, the only one that exists, Darius Slay. Not that fraud, Darius Slayton, who Giants fans try to claim is Big Play Slay. Get out of my face with that. Uh, of him talking about James Bradbury getting the interception yesterday uh, to the media. This comes from Jeff Kerr from CBS. Uh, he covers the Eagles here for CBS Sports. I can't wait to see your reaction to this video because Darius Slay, like, retire. I hope he retires an Eagle. He was meant to play here. The Slay family can just retire here. Jen is amazing. She's always at the tailgates. Uh, and Darius Slay is just the, the mouthpiece of confident cockiness for this team. And I love it so, so much. This is Darius Slay talking about James Bradbury's interception against his former team. Uh, via Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. That shit's sweet. I've been telling y'all what I told y'all like some weeks ago. How they let that man out the building. Now he knows three spanked him. Bam, 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 bam. And now he just picked. Come on, man. We've been waiting to give him a pick. Now he get it. I know y'all ain't see the bow he did to him. He did. He let him know. Like, right. he basically said, "I appreciate y'all for letting me come over here with some, with some boys that really, you know, appreciate him." So, you know what I'm saying? They lucky we can catch another one because we had something for their ass. <laughs> We had some for the ass. For the ass. <laughs> and then the That'd the other terrible, the other clip from Darius Slay that I have to pull up is like this just made me want to go to war with Darius Slay for Jalen Hurts. You know, all the Jalen Hurts deniers this week. Tiki Barber, Connor Hughes, uh Craig Carton, all you fucking bozos. It's just it's a beautiful thing. Darius Slay. Uh I'm pulling this clip up here. He talked about Jalen Hurts. Uh, and why he, he loves Jalen and just would do things for Jalen Hurts that all of us would. Uh, this is from Stacey Dales from the NFL Network um, after the game. And I don't know which clip is better, to be quite honest. I, like, that one we just showed you guys is all-time. That was you know, all-time. You saw him bow, had something for that ass. That uh, was a beautiful thing. It was poetry in motion when – uh, James Bradbury got that interception and it truly like helped change the complexion of the game too. You know, that happens. That's a massive momentum swing for the Eagles. Not that they truly needed it, but it, like it just continues to build on that confidence and just demoralize the giants. Um, so here we go. This is the next clip post game with Darius slay, uh, talking about Jalen hurts. And this is, this is why Jalen hurts is meant to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Like, we were all perplexed when Jalen Hurts was drafted back in 2020 because we had just signed, you know, 
Carson Wentz to that contract, but it was like this this was meant to be. Jalen Hurts was meant to be here. He's not he's not a hungry dog. He's starving for this shit. Starving, he said bro. that. He he did that. And he's still starving. Uh but this is Darius Slay after the game talking about Jalen Hurts and uh what he would do for Jalen in any situation uh for this team. And it's just it just shows the type of leader, captain, and MVP that Jalen Hurts is. What was it like to see Jalen come out and just crush it? We we oh, we knew that was gonna crush it. We weren't surprised about it. You know, everybody else might be surprised, but not us. That's what that's what we expect to Jalen, man, because he he's a dog, he's our leader. And man, you know, he drives his team, man. You know, uh, everything he speaks about, he lives about. So uh real good dude, man, solid dude, man. And uh that's why I go harder, even harder for him, you know. I don't know what we have in my inner self, but it'd be coming out every time because I see him speak to us and talk to us. I was like, man. I'll punch somebody in the face of your jail right now. <laughs> somebody even touch you. Like, but yeah, he gave me ring more run through walls and all kind of stuff. I like you. I love it. That was that was a preemptive hit, essentially. He was like, You touch my man, I am you're you're getting a knock I'll on punch your somebody. door. <laughs> I felt like punch somebody. I just love Darius Slay, man. He's he's all How time. Do not? Just it was known from the start that the Eagles were going to win this game because I mean I was in Philly on Saturday morning because I was covering the Wings for the Outside the Box podcast and for Underground Sports as I do being on the Wings beat and uh, I got I got to the the sports complex around like ten forty five eleven o'clock game didn't start till one for the Wings people were lined up on the sides of the roads in their cars just parked waiting to get into the lots already. And I had to drive around the sports complex three times to be able to get back in line to get into where I have to park at the Wells Fargo Center. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. I walk out to my car. There's tailgates circled around my car. It was like a sea bear circle around my car of just tailgaters. And it was unbelievable. It was the most people I've seen at the lots in so long. It was just like good vibes. I was as I was driving out, I was just on the phone with my mom and I was driving by people. Dude, I kid you not. So where I park, uh, fun tip for everybody at home. Nobody else listen though, because fun tip. Uh, there's a spot in the, the sports complex area where you can park for free. Uh, as I'm driving past it, I saw a dude with a fire pit that you would have in a backyard just out with a pile of logs next to him. <laughs> I wish I would have taken a video or a picture because it was it was just absolute scenes. It was so funny. He was just in a folding chair that you would have a Saturday morning soccer game, soccer mom chair outside with a fire pit that you should have in your backyard. That dude, you know that dude had one tickets to the game and two was going to do anything to have that moment. So he bought tickets to the Wings game. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so funny. Like Incredible, dude. The vibes were immaculate. And then, you know, just the game unfolds and everything goes the Eagles' way. They score on the opening drive. Devontae Smith, who Giants fans said, is going to hate playing in Philadelphia. Well, thanks for letting us jump ahead of you and draft him. Uh, because he's like, just like Boston Scott, I feel like Devontae Smith always scores against the Giants. So that was like a no-brainer like that that was going to happen. Boston Scott, giant killer, scores against the Giants once again. He's like tied with Hall of Famers for most touchdowns in a career against the Giants. It's ridiculous. Uh, like, it's like him, Ricky Waters, Emmitt Smith. 
and like three other backs, Ezekiel Elliott and Boston Scott. <laughs> Legend. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. It's immaculate. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell doing Kenny Boy things. Miles Sanders looked fantastic again. And like the Eagles, like they didn't have to do too much. The Eagles genuinely played like a B minus type of game for Eagle standards and still put up 38 points. Still yeah. put up 38. That's what I'm saying. Like they just look good. It, every time I was watching the screen, it just was something going the Eagles way. And there just was not anything the Giants could do. Like it's, Honestly, Saquon, there was one play I remember with Saquon just got thrown by yeeted. I actually yelled out, Saquon just got yeeted by Cox. And I was like, there's no way. Like, if he's getting tossed around like that, there's no way Mayo, uh, you know. Mayo Mayo Michael Michael Vick. There you go. Doing anything even with the – and, like, the coverage too, like you just there was the no D line pressure. Like Hassan Reddick, like I knew Hassan Reddick was a dog from day one. Like I was at the draft that Hassan Reddick was drafted in, and I was like hoping and praying the Eagles were going to draft him in 2017. And he goes a pick before to the Arizona Cardinals, mostly because I've known of Hassan Reddick because he's from South Jersey. He's from Camden, and like being in the area, he played at. I uh, he played at like a high school near me. Um, like 30 minutes away from me. So, like, I've known of Hassan Reddick's existence even before he went to Temple. Uh, you know, all my friends that went to Temple love to claim him as a Temple Al, which he is, rightfully so. Uh, but he's he's the pride of South Jersey, man. He's doing it for South Jersey. Gives back to the Camden community so much. He's oh, such I a genuine that. dude. And he is easily, like, w- like if Geno Smith didn't exist... <laughs> and Brandon Graham didn't exist. Like Hassan Reddick is like the last three seasons, he's built up his career to be that prolific pass rusher that everyone expected him to be coming out of Temple. Um, I don't know. He's got 18 sacks in 18 games played this year. That's wild. He's averaging I mean, a sack a game. That's consistency, dude. He's like, I saw a tweet today that, like, you know, Hassan Reddick is the Eagles' most prolific pass rusher since fill in the blank. And I genuinely think he's the most prolific since Trent Cole. Okay, when was that? Trent Cole was like Andy Reid era into Chip Kelly era okay. of Eagles, you know, lore. Like he he wore the 58, which Ike Reese wore before. Like 58 is like, it's one of those numbers that like if you wear that, you better be able to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, And like Hassan Reddick is like that dude. Like, he has come in and helped change the way that this Eagles defense attacks the pass and, you know, gets after the quarterback, has made everyone around him better, and it's just so awesome to see him do it in his backyard at the stadium he played in in college as well, you know, because Temple plays at the link. So it's it's so cool, like, to just see him come out and and put on this performance in year one of a three-year contract of him being back home. Um, and I really hope he finishes his career here because he's just such an awesome dude and he makes this defense and everyone around him so much better. Uh, you saw Brandon Graham get in, involved in the action, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat being back. I that can't emphasize that enough. Josh Sweat being back yesterday was huge. huge. One and a half sacks going up against Andrew Thomas. 
who everybody hypes up. You know, he's the all-pro left, left tackle, blah, blah, blah. Josh Sweat made him look like dog food yesterday. And, uh, man, like, the Eagles just a total team effort. Like, yesterday they won all three phases of the game. They were poised, composed. Nick Sirianni, I love how rent-free Nick Sirianni lives in the heads of opposing teams' fan bases. It's incredible. It really is. It's so funny. Like, they get mad about him getting stuffed crust pizza. No free shout-outs. Shout-out Pizza Hut. Uh, you know, uh, to me, like, Pizza Hut, if, I, I would love a collab with Underground Sports and Pizza Hut. Like, Dog, Pizza Hut is, like, started. Pizza Hut is the quintessential childhood vibe for the 90s kids of America. Oh, absolutely. Like that, that Pizza Hut buffet? Good night. Dude, with my pizza brain. Hut. Let's let's work together, Pizza Hut. Let's let's do it. My brain how with my brain and their resources revolutionized the pizza game. Stuff crust. What about just stuffed pizza? That dessert pizza? Hachi. Exactly. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Machi. Uh you know, Pizza Hut. Let have your people. Call me. Let's work together. We'd love it. We love you guys. Shout out. Um, no free shout outs. But they got mad about stuffed crust pizza. They got mad that we're not taking the game seriously. And then Nick Sirianni celebrating on the sidelines yesterday because he's a dog. And then going up to the ref, I know what the fuck I'm doing, and I'm allowed to be here. Good night. Your dog. coach could never. Your coach could never. Good never he was like i wish uh well no it's a different vibe uh sirianni different. is just he was born to coach in philadelphia he's it's our not, guy through and not through. an easy task for any no it's do. not and he has oh, yeah. taken the bull by the horns yes has made everyone look stupid you know people complained about his opening press conference because he stuttered you try having an opening press conference for the first time as an NFL coach. Tell me how you do. They complained about, you know, the the soil and the flour and everything. What did the Eagles do after that? Oh, they just kind of went on a tear and made yeah. the postseason. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That that press conference, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and what did we do but, after that? We mollywopped the Detroit Lions. No offense to you. Oh, uh, but that they needed their ass mollywopped. Yeah. That just and then space. yesterday... John Clark tweets that Nick Sirianni showed the team the rat battle from eight mile before during the team meeting. And everyone's like, Oh, you blah, blah, I can't believe you're doing it. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, bro. People, people who say that have not seen the last final rap battle of eight mile. It is one of the most hype scenes. Like, come on. History. Like, I don't want to hear it. Three, one, three. Put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. Like, like I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear from anybody. Whatever Sirianni is doing, it works. So let it. Let him cook. Let my boy cook. He's the coach of the year, hands down, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Brian Dable, your story was cute. You no. went nine seven and one. I don't want to hear it. You know, Doug Peterson, maybe, maybe. Nah, I think it comes down to young. Dougie P and Nick Sirianni for coach of the year because I think coach of the year only encapsulates the regular season. But when hey, you're the one seed, I would go. Oh, I would go Campbell. He might be in the top five for me, but he didn't make the play. If he, he made the playoffs, three, I would consider it. But I think Sirianni, you know, to go from the leap that the Eagles had from wild card team nine and eight last year to fourteen and three, fourteen and one with your MVP quarterback, 
one seed, and now you're a game away from the Super Bowl, like, he's the coach of the year. Uh, Eagles fans showed out. The tailgate clips yesterday from all over were amazing. The the flying luchador took the show for everybody. Like, that was just incredible. I saw the video of that, too, Pitts. They did not jump on a table. That person jumped into the arms of, like, 12 Eagles fans who caught him. Oh, he was just, that was a nice spot then for all my wrestling fans out there. It That's a nice unreal. spot. Uh, it was unreal. It was unreal. The scenes were out, like, I yeah. kid you not, I was, like, scrolling, through, like, CeCe Sabathia was at the game and tailgating yesterday. Random. That is the most random. Crazy. Um, the, the lots were a scene. I wish I could have been around longer to, like, get footage of it. But, man, job well done to the fans. Everybody out there was great. Giants fans look like total bozos. Giants media look like bozos. Tiki Barber, dummy. Craig Bozo. Carton, dummy. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Wright, bozo. Uh, whoever you want to say. You know, everybody was doubting the Eagles coming into this. Like, I have never once seen a team who was the one seed outside of 2017, which there was legitimate concerns because... Carson Wentz was not playing then, and that year he was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. So he didn't know how Nick Foles was going to play. But I, since then, I've never seen a one-seed pits. And you tell me from the outside looking in, have you ever seen a one-seed who is as prolific as the Philadelphia Eagles were this year, who lost one game with their starting quarterback, get like so written off because they had a bye week? Yeah, weird. The amount of people I saw talking about the Eagles will be rusty. They just had a week off. Jalen Hurts hasn't been healthy in a month. Buddy, he just played two weeks ago and was perfectly fine against the same Giants team. Yeah. And got an extra week of rest to get healthier. Yeah. Uh, it's bro, unbelievable I... how disrespected they are. It's it is really insane because I I'm the first to jump on anyone about stuff like that, but it just to me it makes no sense why it's all like oh they're rusty and whatnot but then you could say the same thing about you know the chiefs and you know other teams it's exactly. like it's just, they just want to go with whatever will essentially get the the best reaction views whatever and they don't realize the truth and uh the truth is that the eagles are the best team in the league right now I'm sorry. I would love to sit here and say otherwise because I'm the champ of the Patriot peeps. But, um, you know, you, you, I would say, are the champ of the Eagles nation. Uh, and you're, you, you're winning. You know, you got to know when to, you know, go down for the three count. It's, it's unreal. It, it blows my mind. And, you know, the vibes are, are so immaculate right now. Uh, and you know, I'm just looking here, you know, my, my Dak Prescott, uh, interception props have Dude, cashed, so funny. cashed, uh, hold on. Oh, you're what, 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 what's this pits? I'm getting a phone call real quick. One second. Okay. Here. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll sit here. Yeah, it's Delcare Danny right here. We're out here to Philadelphia Eagles or the one seed boys and girls. We're hosting an NFC championship game. We're going down to the lots on fucking Friday after work and we're camping out over there, okay? I want to hear not I don't care if it's San Francisco. I don't care if it's the Dallas Cowboys. They can bring it. 
just name that time as E-Rock said, our good boy E-Rock over there, you know, go follow him on his social media. He said, just name the time because we already know the place, all right? It's going to be at the link. We're going to be we're gonna be eating cheesesteaks over there. We're going to be grilling up things. We're going to be having a wild-ass time over there in the lots. We're going to be there all weekend long, okay? You, get, you know, there's another Wingies game on Friday. We might just go and after the Wings game, just hang out in the lots. We might sleep in the Wells Fargo Center. Okay, that's a good yeah. idea, Danny. I like that, that. That's just that's just what we gotta do out here. It's 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 the po- it's because it's the postseason. You know, you saw before the game, Bryce Harper showed up on the screen. He was ready to have another swing of his life out there, and he said, "Go Birds." That's my president right there. I want to hear nothing. Point. Bryce Harper's my fucking president. Okay, what do we, Delco Danny? What? If because you want to bring that postseason energy, what if we bring crab fries to the link? Yeah, just dump all the chickies and peas crab fry seasoning right into my face. Like, I, I might have to snort a line at a seasoning of the, the old bay concoction that they got over there at chickies and peas because I just need it in my bloodstream. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I'm watching. I'm over here, here, Mr. Pitts. You know, I'm over here. Can I call you Mr. Pitts? Uh, you know, I'm the watching champ, the Cowboys. I, for you, you can call me Mr. Pitts. All right, yeah, champ. Over here, you know, I'm watching the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys right now. And, you know, Dak Prescott just threw an interception. He thinks he's going to come into Philadelphia and not do that against this defense. The defense that got 70 sacks this year. Almost broke an NFL record that the Chicago Bears set. The Bears, like, get out of here. Yeah, you, know, you, think, you think Brock Purdy's a nice little story and everything, but, like, Brock Purdy, he's Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. You know, we're over here. We're going all the way from South Philly up the main line. We're going to Villanova. You know, Temple just won a big old basketball game today here on Sunday. Like, we're over here just true, tried and true Philadelphians over here. Okay, yes, that's just what we're doing. It's a golden age, everybody. You got to get ready for the takeover from Philadelphia. I like it. I like it, Delco Danny. You're just, you've been great. Hey, you know, I, I'm just here for the people. I want to, I just want to let the people know we're, we're just, we're just here for the vibes. It's going to be a good time. We're doing a damn thing. Put on the Meek Mill. You saw, you saw Nick Sirianni with the Dream the Chasers no, no, chain. He got yeah, the Dream Chasers chain. I was about to go ride my four wheeler in the streets last night in honor of Meek, you know, blasting I, dreams yeah. and nightmares. I was ready to rock and roll. Your dream, their nightmare. I know you. You know, Monday. I, I don't like going to work on Mondays. It's, it's kind of a drag. But you know, with the birds winning, I'm gonna be talking all the shit to these fake Cowboys fans, especially when they lose this game because they're losing right now, six to nine. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. We like that. But we like that. Yeah, I, I want to thank you guys here, at Underground Sports, for letting me come hey, on, and uh, yeah, it's it's a pleasure. Hopefully, I'll be back on the show again. Go birds. Go Sixers, go go Phils. Even though it's the offseason, we got Trey Turner. Uh, you know, go Flyers are back at five hundred. Go Union, they're down there in Clearwater. You know, just cleaning up shop, getting ready for a new season, and hopefully the Wingies bring a home at the Wells Fargo Center over there on Friday night. Uh, let's go Philadelphia. Delco Danny signing off. What what a what a surprise! What a treat from Delco Dude, Danny. He was nice. I like him. Delco he's, Danny, he's everybody. A lot of energy. He seems like he's a real, uh, you know, tried and true member. Sources are saying he may or may not have been the the man behind the luch door. Well, if he is, that means he's a wrestling guy. I definitely got to be friends. with Yeah, him. Delco Danny, guys. Uh, it was only a matter of time before he called into the show. So you had you had to have him call in. So shout out to Delco Danny for making a surprise visit to the show. Um, but man, I, I was just so happy last night. 
the Eagles did the damn thing, and like thirty-eight to seven on thirty-eight to seven day. That was it's just the man. the cherry on top. Was that like five years ago, January twenty-first? Eagles win thirty-eight to seven to advance to the Super Bowl, uh, which inevitably you know got this company off its feet and off the ground running. And then five years later, boom, we we win thirty-eight to seven. We might have to make thirty-eight to seven shirts. I think we can make that happen. I think. Yeah, yeah go we, get your merch, PHI Apparel Company. Uh, like, oh, we might have baby. to submit. Might have to submit some thirty-eight to seven day shirts uh, for the people. Dude, that's just yeah. That's you know that's what I like to call that. I like to call that free money. Free money, baby. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the birds. I'm excited. Like, in your opinion, from the outside looking in. Who do you want to see the Eagles play? Okay. Uh, it's a real tough answer because I don't know if it could actually happen with the way this game is going, but I feel like the way this season is going, they beat the Giants and then had their whole storybook. And, yeah, the Niners are great. I honestly think that that would be the toughest game. Um but it would be the most, you know, viewed and whatnot. But give me Cowboys Eagles in in the NFC Championship. I feel like it's inevitable to happen. You know, it, it would definitely be a way where obviously I just they okay they come into the link, and there's just no no chance in hell, as my my boy Vinny Mac says, of them winning. And it would shut up all the cob. I mean, all the you know hype that it's our year and the Cowboys and this is the plan. And, and imagine they lose to the Eagles at the link. And then their next move is trying to throw the infinite bag at Sean Payton. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And Mike McCarthy is they didn't get it done at the link. So that's why we have to fire you to get Sean Payton. And that makes sense for everyone because well, he lost at the link. You need to win. And if he loses this game, it, it, that would be whatever. But it's more of that, like, you know, t- twist and turn of the backstabbing knife. I don't know. I, I just – that's what I would like to see personally. But. Storybook-wise, the oh! Eagles beating the Cowboys to advance would be unreal. Uh, I know you're a little bit behind me. I don't know what they call because I have the TV on mute. I know Ray Ray McLeod fumbled. I am uh, a little behind, yeah. So. I don't know what they have uh, determined. We are watching 49ers Cowboys live as we record yeah. this. We, yeah, you um, got to have it on. But storybook-wise, Eagles-Cowboys, like the storylines, the week leading into everything. Sunday like, would be everything. fucking absurd. But the fan in me, and I don't know what the Cowboys equivalent is for the Patriots in your division, if it's the Dolphins, if it's the Bills, the Jets. Uh, but I can't root for the Cowboys to win a game, especially I mean, knowing. I can't. I physically cannot root for the Jets to be successful in the NFL. I can't. Especially knowing that the Cowboys have not been to the NFC Championship game since 1995. Like... Have not, like, Jalen Hurts was born, grew up, won a national championship at Alabama, got drafted into the NFL, won a playoff game, 
potentially going to be the MVP and is hosting the NFC Championship game as the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles before the Cowboys have gotten back to the NFC Championship game. Did he win that national championship game at AT&T? That was or the one no. in Atlanta when he got oh, benched for yeah. Tua by Brian Dable. <laughs> Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator at Alabama that year. See, I saw that flashed on the TV last night and did not know that. he spent After he left the Patriots, he went to Alabama. Isn't that weird? That in typical Patriot-Alabama fashion. But isn't it, like, weird that Patriots coaches just, like, oh, if they can't make it in the NFL outside the Patriots, they're just like, just oh, go we're going to go to Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go save it. It's basically equivalent and less responsibility. And then I'll come back. And then I'll come back, be head coach, and dominate and make my millions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's unreal. The, that's the real Patriot way. <laughs> the Patriot way is getting fired and going to Alabama. Um, but, yeah, right. Jalen Hurts has done all of that before the Cowboys as a franchise have gotten back to the NFC Championship game. And I just want that that streak to continue. Like, I don't want the Cowboys to see any success. I don't want them to have the slight opportunity to, you know, feel like they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I want them to sit on their asses and watch the Eagles duke it out with the team that eliminated them, and then the Eagles advance to the Super Bowl for the second like time in five years. I do like that that's your perspective in the sense that you obviously can't root for the Cowboys, and I totally get that because if the Jets were in the goddamn AFC Championship game, I would be a wreck. I would be the meanest Against the Patriots. Ever. Oh, if it was against the Patriots, I would like, be. That's what, that's what the, the equivalent is going to be. Oh. oh. I'd be so much worse. Oh. Oh. I thought, I thought we almost had an interception. Oh. Um, that would have been so close. But now it's time for meh. Um, <laughs> dude, whenever I see the Cowboys kicker, Brett Maher, all I think of is the bit, the skit from the Amanda show uh, where she's just, you know, responsive. Meh. Her super fan, her number one. That's fan. all I think of. That's all I think Maher. of. Let's see if Maha misses this kick. That would be electric. I, yeah, I'm, I wish I was a little bit. His number is 19, too. Right. Maybe that might be the reason he's missing. Yeah, everything. maybe. He's wearing, you know, a slot receiver number. <laughs> oh, it's so Man. funny. 25 what a, yards. What a, what a dreck of a game this has been compared to yesterday. Oh, this is like pulling teeth. Uh, uh, but the Eagles advance. We're in the NFC Championship game, which pits. Yeah! Did you know the Eagles have been to the, the NFC Championship game in... 2002, 2003, 2004, 2008, all under Andy Reid. They might have been in 2000. I'm going to look this up because I feel like I'm forgetting one uh, under Andy Reid. So I just got a text from Callie Will, who's at a Niners bar at right this now. Game? Oh, no, so he's at a Niners bar, though. And he just texted me. Saying that when Maher got uh, started running on the field, the entire bar just started ovation, like standing ovation, going nuts. That's incredible. <laughs> That's electric. That is awesome. But That's he did amazing. It, which it would have been even funnier if he doinked it off the post. But. That's so funny. That's <laughs> like I wish I was there for that. That's incredible. 
So the Eagles yesterday advanced to their seventh NFC Championship appearance since 2001, which is the most in the NFL in that span. Uh, like really? NFC wise, yeah. Oh, NFC wise, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're only behind the Patriots in terms of exactly. championship That's, game appearances. I just wanted to clear that. Up. Yeah, Sorry. seventh NFC championship game. Yes, but still, I mean. That's something that Since really the, gets... Which, which means during that span, the Eagles have made an NFC title bid almost 32% of the time or roughly once every three years. Yeah, like that's one thing I feel like a lot of people miss about the Eagles is that they always fly under the radar, no pun intended, like with how good they are season in and season out. I mean, yes, they, you know, it's the joke for a while before obviously the Super Bowl is that yeah they couldn't do it and it just was not there but different team uh it just there's a different energy with this team it's it's not the you know pass with a sense it's like it's more camaraderie if that would make sense I, I, you obviously would know better than I but I mean just I the, was wrong the Eagles were in the NFC championship game 0102 203 0304 and then yes 0405. So it was four straight under Andy and then 2008 as well. That's incredible. Like it's, they're just good year in and year out. And that's what you want. And this is the one year I feel like this, this is their year to make it happen with all the nonsense that's happened in the league. Um, you know, with different teams going down and the parody, uh, you know, you don't have your heavy hitters in there as much. And even when you do, you know, they are missing a piece. Look, the Ravens, if they have Lamar Jackson, might be a different story. Um, it's it's really something to be like, wow, the Eagles are a good football team. And right now, at least from the outside perspective, it, it looks like it's a very well-run organization as well. Yeah, and I mean, the Eagles, this will be their eighth NFC Championship game appearance in franchise history. You have the five under Andy Reid, Doug Peterson in 2017, Nick Sirianni now, and then in 1980, the the first time the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Um, so in the Super Bowl era, they've got eight. And then obviously back in the, the 40s and in 1960, they went to the NFL oh, Championship yeah. I, game. Um, uh, Van Brock. Brockton? It's about yep, Belichick. Norm I've Van learned Brocklin. all the shit from Belichick. So. Yeah, Norm Van Brocklin, <laughs> stud. And I mean, who's the '80s coach? Uh, Dick Vermeil. Oh, Vermeil. Okay, yeah. Okay, yes. Um, the most ever in a, a franchise history since 1970 was uh the 49ers with 17. Cowboys have 14. Rams have 11. Vikings and Packers both have nine, and then uh, the Eagles have eight. The Rams have 11. Greatest show on really? turf. That was that's right, you know, for a little bit. And then they went in twenty twenty one and won the Super Bowl, obviously. Matthew Stafford. You savage. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean the Eagles, like so many people just underestimate them as a franchise and it's like, oh, we we're never good. It's like the Eagles are in our lifetime one of the most consistently good teams in the NFL. Like year in oh, and year out. And it's just so awesome. Yes. It's, it's so no awesome to watch them. Um, who, are they, who are they? Who are the teams that have been consistent throughout? In in our lifetime, I think it'd be the Patriots, the Eagles. Eagles. Um, I think for a good portion, the 49ers have been 
in there. Like it's been split up, but there's been eras of 49ers. I think the Ravens, the Steelers, um, because I mean, you look at Mike Tomlin, even though they didn't make the playoffs this year, fifteen straight winning seasons. No, like, that's yeah, I that a is a model of consistency. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, Bills are recent. So the Bills are recent. The Bengals are recent. The Chiefs Packers. have been a model of consistency since Andy Reid got there. Packers. The Packers. Andy yeah, Reid, first coach in NFL history to take two teams to the championship round five times. Okay. Interesting. Did it in the that, NFC and the AFC too. Like, that no, fa- no, not discounting anything Belichick's done. Obviously, he's you know, yeah, a no, goat. He's in a league. There, there is such an argument though that like you can put Andy Reid toe to toe with Bill Belichick for like greatest of all time because Andy's been able to do it in two conferences. Like, there's that argument slant in terms of just like the neutral argument of like accomplishments as a coach that Andy Reid is like the 1A greatest coach of all time. Okay, I would I agree with that because it's yeah, it's the there when you put it, you know, facts of accomplishments as a head coach, people really forget that Belichick did not have the greatest success in the world as the Cleveland Browns head coach. And when he was I would say, you know, his his whiz kid type of uh energy was not with the Patriots. That's when he became the old wise man. It was with the Giants and, mm-hmm. you know, being that D.C. for the he literally had the greatest player, I would say defensive player of all time in Lawrence Taylor, uh, you know, on his side of the ball. He was coaching and, and that makes a difference. Where you see Lawrence he, Taylor he, tweeted last night <laughs> that he said, man, I should go put my pads on. Yeah. OK, see, there you go, Kyle. That's the only reason or only way that the Eagles would have lost is if Lawrence Taylor somehow found his way on the field. And yes, I'm talking about now. And even um, then, I don't think we would have lost because the Eagles were on one last night. It would have been close. It would have been a lot closer. I will say that. Um, maybe a sack or two, but yeah, that's it. Um, no, but in, and with the Andy Reid stuff, uh, Andy Reid has been consistent, and that's one thing in sports, at least, that gets overlooked a lot is when you're just consistently good, you get forgotten about until – you, you know, your next step when then you become a Hall of Fame coach and, you know, your next chapter, whatever. But Andy Reid has been able to do it twice. And with the Eagles, he got to that Super Bowl and he only lost to Belichick and the greatest franchise, whatever. Four so, straight NFC championships. But games. it's the four straight NFC championships. And then a fifth in 08. In 08 and that. And then he comes back. And what happens when he does get that greatest quarterback of all time type of player and he turned he turned michael vick into an mvp candidate post-prison yeah post-prison mike was something different it even made donovan mcnab uh into a did you know he didn't win mvps but he at least he came close i think in oh three oh four oh four oh five donovan was like real close like the year with to oh four oh yeah yeah um but like andy reed anywhere he's gone he's been unbelievable and then twice as a head coach now like Gets the Super Bowl with the Chiefs as well to like put that on his resume. Like he's a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer, and it's just wild that like he's just continuing to dominate. We'll talk about the rest of the NFL playoffs in just a bit, but I mean, this Eagles team, there's just something about them. There's just something about them, and it's like it's that vibe again that I get. You know, thinking about 2017 and like seeing Malcolm Jenkins and Torrey Smith 
and Brandon Brooks and Brent Selleck at the game last night as honorary captains on that 2017 Eagles team. Like something was just different about last night that felt very reminiscent of the 2017 run where it was just like this team is built for this moment and they they just are not going to let anybody come in no. to Lincoln Financial Field and beat them. No, they're not. It's it's incredible. It really is. I'm just uh, I, I, the vibes are immaculate, and the rest of the NFL playoffs happen. And before we dive deeper into that, in my power uh, ranking and Pitts's power rankings, uh, it's brought to you by our friends over at Dubby Dubby Energy, uh, our new partners. Guys, you know, you see all these energy drink companies always talking about no jitters, no crashes and everything. Well, Dubby actually holds true to that. And they that is like their number one promise. Um, they are incredible. Pitts and I both ordered uh, starter packs starter to kind of get our first taste of Dubby. That should be coming soon. Uh, but what makes Dubby so unique? Well, they spent lots of time formulating their recipe and only included vitamins and nootropics that benefit cognitive performance. The star of the show is NeuroFactor, uh, a natural and patented ingredient that comes from high-quality ripe coffee cherries. It has actually been proven and shown in clinical studies to boost brain performance. And in addition to that, W is sugar-free, zero calories, maltodextrin-free, and has zero artificial coloring. It's got the same amount of caffeine as two cups of coffee, 150 milligrams of caffeine, uh, and you may notice you don't feel as anxious or wired with Dubby because that's because their formula is zero sugar and neurofactor, which delivers energy and focus with zero jitters. I'm so excited to, to get mine in. We got the starter packs pits, which come with uh, two packets of uh, Galaxy Grenade, which the tub is currently sold out, so I'm kind of excited that we get to try that. Yay. Um and then the Dragon Aid, which I feel like I'm going to love, which is Dragon Fruit and Strawberry Lemonade. And the Galaxy Grenade, which is sold out, is that Watermelon Guava and Lime Explosion. Uh, some of the other flavors they have are Dub Sludge, which is Green Go Birds. Uh, that's the Granny Smith Apple and Secret Sauce. And then they got the Big Energy Tears because they're going to war on Big Energy. Uh, which is the blue raspberry flavor, which I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. I saw a tweet. Somebody compared the big energy tears to the blue icy just without a brain freeze. Yo, that if if you're advertising no brain freeze, that's I'm trying it out. These flavors look immaculate. I sent the, the price points over to our guy Dylan Mazzola who is big and, you know, he, he weight lifts, he uses pre-workout. He said, dude, those prices are way better than going to your vitamin stores and stuff oh like that. God, dude, the worst is trying to go to vitamin shop or GNC and you just, you wanted, you don't want to spend a lot. And then you, you end up leaving there with a negative bank account. It's brutal. Yeah. So you guys can go to W.GG. And use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders. Uh, it's an effective way to support us. Get it. Tweet at us when you get it. And tag Dubby uh, on social media when you get it. To you know, Let us know your thoughts on some of the flavors you're trying. What we should try. Uh, we're very excited to have Dubby on board with Underground Sports Philadelphia and all of our brands. Uh, so go to Dubby.gg. Link is in the description uh, on audio and on YouTube. Uh, use code UNDERGROUND at checkout for 10% off your order at Dubby. 
Pitts, the rest of the NFL playoffs, Chiefs, like we mentioned earlier, Andy Reid continuing to do Andy Reid things. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars uh, to advance to the AFC Championship game. And earlier today, as we record this on Sunday, the Cincinnati Bengals, quote air quote, upset the Buffalo Bills. I feel like those two teams are so evenly matched. Like, oh, yeah. those three, those three, the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals are like the elite echelon right now of the 2020s in the NFL and the AFC. And then, like, that next tier below, up and coming, I think, are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chargers, once they actually, you know, decide to fire Brandon Staley and free Justin Herbert. Um, wherever Lamar Jackson goes, I think, is, is going to be huge if he stays with the Ravens, if he goes elsewhere. Like, whoever Lamar... Like, we are living in an era where we get to watch Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson in the AFC... For like the next and decade. Mac Jones, don't you don't you forget about Mac Jones? I he said what I said. A cage, he is a cage dog. As Foghorn Leghorn once said, "I said, I said, I said." No, it's he. His parents have been on vacation, okay, and he is just got to get out of that kennel. He's but like get those six, kennel. those six quarterbacks, we get to watch for the next decade plus. It is incredible. No, I. I it, all jokes aside, no, it, it is absolutely insane. And Tua. To Tua this. as well, when he's healthy, we'll be able okay, to watch Tua. To honest, all right, this is where I – if you're going to put – I get the Tua stuff, but you got to put good. Mac Jones in there. Tua's better, but we get yeah. to watch those guys for the he next decade plus in the AFC, and it makes me as an NFC team fan happy that my team doesn't have to go up against them until no. the Super Bowl. No, it's that, great. Is, that is – yeah, that is nice. I felt bad for the Bills. Um you know, DeMar Hamlin was there. It was an emotional game. It was a big snow game. But you could tell the Bengals took that, you know, neutral site thing to uh, as a little bit of bulletin board material. They performed well. Like, the Bengals are a very good team. I, I know a lot of people want to bag on them for their offensive line. Their defense, you know, in the secondary is a little shaky outside of, you know, Jesse Bates. But, like, they're a, a very well-oiled machine. And... They're a lot of fun to watch, and we get to watch Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow for the fourth time in their careers go head-to-head. -head. Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes in his career, which is crazy to think about. Um, so that, that environment at Arrow, and I think, no offense to the Bills, but I think the greatest part of this outcome is that the neutral site AFC championship game doesn't happen. Right. We don't have to worry about the NFL contemplating because I, I know you saw the report, but if anybody didn't see it, there were rumblings that the NFL might try to turn the championship game rounds into neutral sites, which would have been complete garbage. There, the, It makes no sense for that to happen because it eliminates any incentive to compete for the one seed. What is the point of having the number one seed if you're going to have one postseason game at home? There's no point in it. Please don't do it. It's the stupidest thing ever. You're taking away, you know, fans who pay billions and billions of dollars collectively to have season tickets year in and year out to enjoy their team and watch them earn something that they earned throughout the entire year. It made no sense to me. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of happy the Bengals won that game. I feel bad for the Bills. Like, I know you're a Patriots fan, but you kind of have to admit, like, the Bills are a very, like, Pro they're a lovable team. team. Oh no, they're absolutely a lovable team. I, I don't, and that's why I am very anti-Jets. Is that you know I I respect that the Bills are good, 
the Bills worked at being good. As much as I don't like Sean McDermott, he's a good head coach. You know, the the Bills worked at at it and made it work where they build it from you know some you know nothing into something where the jets just suck and it just they, they every year it's they, they just talk a big game but when they go to walk they can't you know they fall flat on their face it's shit like that that pissed me off where the bills are they have a lot of lovable guys too i mean josh allen how can you not like him uh stefan diggs is on a real 180 with me and i, I really Same. think he's a superstar uh person personally Dawson then, Knox Gabe Dawson Davis Knox, dog Matt Milano uh you know all those guys Jordan Poyer Jordan Poyer and and Micah Hyde. I Tra- like Micah Tredavious Hyde. White Trey White's filthy you know all those he's a filthy Tremaine guy. Edmonds obviously DeMar Hamlin like yeah they're a very be, very likable team that's, that's what's sad about this loss is that you know, that storybook ending, you know, story that makes you feel good isn't going to happen. But that's the thing about sports is every team has that. Um, and, you know, it just is going to be that much more exciting when it, the payoff is some other time. But it's not their year. That's all it means. It's just it was not their time. Uh, I, I do think the Bengals are a better team overall than the, ba- the Bills. And I'm excited for next week because I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the Bengals are going to win or the Chiefs. No, that, I, I don't. It's going to just be exciting to be able to watch that. Yeah, I, I'm super pumped for that game. I'm excited for the birds. And oh, my days. I can't wait for you to see what just happened uh, with the dog, George Kittle. Um, <gasps> but oh my God. <laughs> I'm really filthy. behind, apparently. Okay, here we go. Oh. 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 <laughs> What's up, Santa Miedo, baby? Filthy. Filthy. Oh. That was like three stooges. Backyard football shenanigans. I love uh, it. But I think, Pitts, without any further ado, as this Cowboys 49ers game is still going on, let's get into your power rankings for going into championship weekend it's brought to you by our pals over at trophy smack the best way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk is with our friends at trophy smack i got an email from them earlier this week it said uh adult supervision is you know suggested don't open in front of people they got their last place trophies in, guys you want to upgrade your fantasy smack talk you want to make your leagues that much more intense Go get a last place trophy. They got the golden toilet seat trophies available now at trophysmack.com slash underground. Uh, it's the number one way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk, whether it's with trophies, belts, rings, metal wall art, or add that fun incentive of a last place trophy. Uh, trophysmack.com slash underground. Link is in the description. Use that to upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. Trophysmack.com slash underground. Pits. We're going into championship weekend. It's about that time. The floor is yours. We're going to hit the music in just a second here as we get into championship weekend power rankings by Patty Pitts, brought to you by Trophy Smack. Once I hear that music, I remember. All right. I know they lost this week, and it was a devastating your, loss. Because... Your mic cut out, so if you want to start. How about now? Yeah, you 
Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yep. So number number ten, we got the Jag front office. Even though they lost this week, it was very sad. However, there is a silver lining because you traded for Calvin Ridley at the deadline. That may be the missing piece for next year. So you're gonna get on this list for that reason. Number nine, Greg Olson. It is so nice to listen to him in the booth because he's not only energetic, but gives great commentary as well, great insight. That's what we need from this next generation of color commentators coming up. Number eight, Fat Baby. What is a Fat Baby? It's a restaurant I went to last night to watch the Eagles dominate, great vibes, and that's where I was just boots on the ground, yelling go birds to every Giants fan I saw. And honestly, I had a couple drinks dropped off my tab because that's what a champion does when you know people. Number seven, Chad Henney. I alluded to this earlier. Pat Mahomes, high ankle sprain. Kind of tough. Like, how is he going to do? Well, it's okay because Chad Henney can come right in, did well in replacing him uh, against the Jaguars. And if, he, you know, the worst case scenario happens, Chad Henney's a serviceable back who can at least get you to that next game. Number six, Joe Burrow. Someone's going to be playing in that game. Great performance against the Bills. Really tune out the haters of this neutral site bullshit. I mean, it's incredible what he was able to do in the snow and get the win. 3-0 against Mahomes. Could he be number uh, Could he get 4-0? Who knows? I don't know. Number five, Trevor Lawrence. This man is going to take over the lead by storm. He finally has a head coach who can guide him in the right direction to get him to the playoffs. And look at the weapons around him. If Mac Jones said that, Patriots would have Bowl well by this point. Um, number four, my hair. Listen, I'm wearing a hat right now, but look at this. Last night, I had my hair so great. It was like parted here. I can't do it now because I don't have the products. They're upstairs and I'm on a live show. But goddamn, I had so many people commenting on it. And when a pretty girl tells you you look great, well, you got to keep that rolling. And we're going to keep it rolling. Number three, the Eagles social media team just bury the Giants in all facets. I mean, their videos and content they were putting out is just absolutely electric. And if, if the Chargers were Super Bowl, if Chargers and Eagles were playing the Super Bowl, I would not do anything at work because I'd be on social media just looking at that battle. Uh, number two is Mahomes. Yeah, the man got the high ankle sprain. He still has one. But he still came back and led them to victory, and he's going to play through that. He's going to go fill uh, Philip Rivers for an ACL against the Patriots. But it doesn't matter what's going on in his body. He's going to be on the field. And number one, easy number one, Boston Scott literally united an entire just fan base. And I'm not talking about Eagles fans. I'm talking about sports fans, sports betting fans, who threw their money at him. Numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. Now he has 11 touchdowns in nine games against the Giants, I think. I mean, that's what I like to call free money to end our power. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Patty Pitts Power Rankings to recap here. 1 through 10, Boston Scott, Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles social media team, Patty Pitts' hair, Trevor Lawrence at number 5, and then 6 through 10, Joe Burrow, uh, Chad Henney, Fat Baby, no free shout-out, shout-out, Greg Olson, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's your Patty Pitts Power Rankings heading into Championship Weekend, brought to you by Trophy Smack. We're going to recap here with the rest of the day in Philly sports because it was electric. The Flyers get a win to uh, get back to 500. They're 20-20-7 out of nowhere. 
kind of a crazy ass fucking week for them with the entire Ivan Provorov situation and the pride jersey, which was just bullshit. If you missed out on that, go listen to the last episode that Matt and I recorded on Wednesday night. Matt and I went in on it. Matt gave a brilliant, you know, speech about everything. Uh, and just a reminder for everybody here as well, like Underground Sports Philadelphia is all inclusive. We we do not discriminate against, you know, race, creed, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation. We we want everybody to just enjoy our content, have fun with us. So like don't ever have to worry about that from us whatsoever. Um, but the Flyers are at twenty twenty and seven. We'll see what happens with them. But more importantly, the Philadelphia 76ers, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. Guys, Kenny's at the Wells Fargo Center. It's a match made in heaven, and allegedly, we might see Kenny's in New Jersey for the first time in 2023 on that Kenny tracker. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. Get it at your local liquor store. Get all the fun, awesome apparel that they have on their storefront as well. Uh, you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. They're going to be part of our live tailgate series this summer down at Citizens Bank Park that we're going to be doing our tailgate podcasts from. Uh, so shout out to Kenwood Beer for being the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, the Sixers are now the two seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, it's unreal. Yeah, sorry, You're not going to like my responses to this, but... Uh... Continue. It's it's so. unbelievable how, you know, th- when the NBA season starts, it's October. The Phillies and Union were doing their thing. Nobody was really paying attention to the Sixers. And they were, they were stifling. They were struggling. People were getting injured. Harden was out for like a month and a half. But he's back and playing better than ever with Joel Embiid, which is everything we said was going to happen. Uh, and then the Eagles have been that dominant force this entire football season. Sixers have been kind of on the back burner a little bit. Nobody's really paid attention to them. Tyrese Maxey gets injured, so then it's like our our golden boy, our baby boy is out. What are we going to do? Then the Sixers, you know, they they get absolutely destroyed on Thursday, January 12th against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But then they go out west for a five-game road trip, which typically those West Coast road trips for any team coming from east to west is difficult. They play the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and the Kings in that stretch. Sixers go 5-0 and on that West Coast road trip, beating the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and the Kings. They come back from being 21 points down against the Kings to win by two on, on Saturday night. Uh, the Sixers are now the two seed, four and a half games behind the Celtics. Not saying that they're going to catch the Celtics whatsoever. Um, but okay, the fact good, that we good, can okay. say the Sixers are one game ahead of the Bucks for the two seed in the NBA Eastern Conference from where they were earlier this season for a large majority of, you know, October into November in the play in territory. It's unbelievable where they are right now at 30 and 16. Eight and two in their last ten, one five in a row. It's incredible. I mean, it really, is. it's it's absurd. Yeah, it's just I'm gonna you know as a pat with many hats. Um, yeah, the Celtics are <clears throat> no, they they are the best team in the NBA, hands down. Um, and that's why I like how you said they're not catching them yet. But the Sixers are that team 
that worries me come playoff time uh, with the Celtics. So to see them playing well right now and, you know, coming back from double did, you know, 20 plus lead, uh, point lead deficits. I mean, James Harden has been, is he's been playing well, I'm assuming uh, him and Embiid. Um, who would be, who's someone that I wouldn't know that is playing well? Uh, so the, the signing of, your, of yeah. the, the trade, I should say, of the offseason was DeAnthony Melton uh, from the Grizzlies, traded Danny Green, uh, and I forget who, what else was involved in that trade as the 49ers take the lead. Uh, DeAnthony Melton has been such a phenomenal piece for this Sixers team. He's been doing it all in terms of scoring. Like He's a guy who averages like 12 to 16 points a game, but that's what the Sixers team has missed over the last couple of years is those type of guys. Shake Milton's been stepping up. Bang, bang, George Niang, shout out to Kate Scott, uh, bang, has been bang, fantastic. That is her three-point call for George Niang. It's fucking awesome. I love Kate Scott. Dude, She's a absolutely legend. Absolutely. That's incredible. She's a legend. Uh, and Tobias Harris has been playing phenomenal this year. Like the fact that he's finally oh, yeah. stepped into being part of a big four, realistically, of Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris is fantastic. And I know we are very tough on Doc Rivers on this show, myself and Matt. I should you, say. you are tough. Rightfully on Doc so, in a, in an amount of aspects, it's it's warranted. Tyrese Maxey's been coming off the bench in some of the lineups that Doc Rivers has been utilizing kind of as a six-man, kind of getting him back in, in the swing of things. But Doc Rivers coming out and saying that the Sixers are going to utilize like three starting lineups depending on matchups moving forward might be, keyword might, be one of the more smart decisions he's made as the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's finally, like going toe-to-toe matchup-wise, depending on the teams that the Sixers are playing, not just throwing the same old thing out there and expecting the same result. Like, I, that's the creativity and, like, the, the head coaching prowess that I think a lot of people from the outside looking in and, like, just in their minds have Doc Rivers built in to be is, like, this creative, you know, nuanced coach. And we're finally seeing it. And I think that's such a smart move, in my opinion, as... A, a bit more than casual basketball fan and just a Sixers fan in general, obviously, but seeing Doc Rivers finally get creative as the head coach of this team and just not being insane and throwing the same lineup out there time and time again and just hoping that the Sixers can rely yeah. on Joel Embiid and James Harden to carry them to victory, I, I like the creativity. I initially, when you said that, went, ooh, and kind of like I just tasted something bad. But now that I, you know, I'm thinking about it and the way basketball is compared to the other sports, it makes sense for matchups, especially with the limited roster, I would say, that you yeah, have. 15 guys on an NBA roster. Why not use all of them or at least most of them when, you know, you're not, you know, other teams aren't. But and especially with the, the way the league is right now um, and how – Teams just have different styles. I would say vastly different different styles. I'd say um, it's one way, and this is why I always will love Doc Rivers. It's his attempt at <clears throat> I don't want to say conforming, but adapting is a better word. Adapting 
to this new era of basketball where it, you know, you're not just trotting with the best five guys that you have. It's the best five guys that you can put up against your opponent. You know, it's a little bit more diving into, you know, the game plan we'll say, and not just blanketing it. Uh, so I do like that element of it. And because it's not something I would say that's at least talked about in the public eye, a lot, I would be very interested to see how that actually works out. And at this point for the season two, why not? You know, if you're exactly. the two seed, what, you're the two seed, you know what you're capable of. And the way the NBA works, once you are in that, you know, I would say top four or five teams, you're, you're going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, even before the all-star break, it's all, it, it comes down to how, how much do you care about seeding? And mm-hmm. that's where and, his mind's going, and I like that. And it's one of those things, too, like you can wait until the March and April to kind of try to figure out your postseason rotation and that's, have those like team matchups, you know, during games and see how guys perform to determine who's going to be like in your seven, eight man rotation in the postseason. Right now, use everybody, like give guys an opportunity to play. You know, give guys some time to get off their feet. It's it's January 22nd. Like, I like this idea a lot. I think it's going to benefit the Sixers health-wise a lot. I think it's going to benefit, you know, them just in terms of matchups, like being able to win games. Like, they won three of those five games out West by two points or less. Like, they beat the Jazz by one, the Lakers by one, and the Kings by two. Like, those are the types of games down the stretch, even though it is against Western Conference opponents. When it comes down to seeding, that's going to be a determining factor of you went 5-0 and in January out on the West Coast that you end up as the two seed rather than the four seed. Exactly, yes. It's those games that matter now that you win and you can look at the season from a more microscopic look where you're taking it, maybe not game by game, but all right, let's not think oh, the whole season, let's break it down for let's just win these next 10. You know, let's try to break 500 in these next 15, Uh, you know, stuff like that, where you can do that in basketball. And I would say uh, the other sports, but because we've been so football centered, at least that's where my my mind goes. You you can't think like that. So it it is nice to see Doc Rivers adapting to that and, you know, how that's going. I do like that. And here's the Sixer schedule for the rest of January and then the month of February. These are their opponents. Their next game is Wednesday night. Uh, home against the Brooklyn Nets. That's a big one. Uh, obviously, KD out with injury, but still a big one in terms of you know staying ahead of the Nets in the standings and uh, you know getting some tiebreakers, quote unquote. Saturday, the Nuggets come to town. Big one, Embiid versus Jokic. Um, so you know the NBA Twitter nerds will be all over their keyboards, drooling and slobbering over uh, you know X Raptor and and DVOA and all those nonsense made up numbers and stuff like that. Uh, and then they end the month of January at home against the Magic, uh, and then they start February at home against the Magic. So Monday, Wednesday, Magic are in town for three days because of the Tuesday day off. Uh, and then February, it's the Magic at home. Then you go on the road for three to San Antonio against the Knicks, and then Wednesday, February 8th, our anniversary show, uh, our anniversary, obviously, February 7th, but our first show, close enough to that. Uh, it's a fun one, Pitts. It's Sixers at Celtics. That'll be awesome. That. Uh, That's be great. February uh, yeah. 10th, they're back home against the Knicks. Then February 11th at Brooklyn. 
Then they go home against the Rockets, the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Celtics, the Heat, and then that is the month of February. So February is going to be a fun month. I think there's a lot of winnable games in there between San Antonio, the Knicks a couple of times, the Rockets, uh, and then you're going to have some some fun ones. Two against the Celtics, the Heat, the Grizzlies, the Cavaliers. Um, so February is going to be a very fun month, and I think it's going to help determine you know what the Sixers try to do at the trade deadline in February. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but very exciting stuff there. Uh, we did tweet out uh, before the show to kind of get the thoughts of the people. How many on... we get? We got a couple here. Uh, this one comes from avid listener of the show, friend of mine, uh, at Alex underscore C underscore 22. Make sure you guys follow her. She's electric on Philly sports Twitter. Uh, confident as F exclamation port CK, uh, all one word. So confident as fuck. It's all one word. Confident as fuck. That's how you say it. Uh, one word there. And then this one comes from at the Sonic fan 24, Nathan on the Twitter machine, uh, his one word was clobbering. We asked for one word to describe the feelings about last night's win over the Giants. Clobbering was Nathan's word. I like those two a lot. Uh, and Pitts, I think we should do a final thought segment here on this Ooh. one. As we get set for championship weekend, uh, we'll have a big show previewing it on Wednesday night with myself and Matt. But final thoughts for this episode. I, it is... <clears throat> There's a lot of fun things happening in Philly right now. Uh, I am envious of you when it comes to, uh, you know, the Philly fandom in sports. Uh, everything's going well. And then with the Eagles and the playoffs and how dominant that win was last night, it, 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 I, it feel good. But the Niners uh, do strike a little fear the, the, in me a little bit. But, um, I mean, you have something they don't, and that's an MVP quarterback. So, uh, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm pre feeling pretty good. Uh, and as I said, you know, go birds. I mean, that's my new phrase now. Everyone's like, you've been saying that like way too much. Like, what is it? I'm like, well, you mean, you, you're not from here. So, yeah. Um, Pitts is honorarily from here. Uh, like, my <laughs> I am the honorary Philadelphian. <laughs> my final thought uh, we just talked about the NBA, we talked about the Eagles. We got a little. We got a little shout-out from the GOAT himself, uh, LeBron James, last night on Twitter. Took to the Twitter machine to talk about Jalen Hurts. Uh, his tweet, yeah, like they were saying, anybody would look great at quarterback for the Eagles, dot, dot. Yeah, okay. Haters, man. Jalen Hurts is all caps, special clowns emoji. Uh, that tweet, at the time we posted this, 5.1 million views on Twitter. LeBron, big Jalen Hurts fan. Shout out to the GOAT. Real recognizes real. Um, that's really cool. Like, seeing, like, LeBron James, known Cowboys fan, allegedly, you know, he, he's, he's known to bandwagon a bit. But to see him, you know, recognizing that Jalen Hurts is talented, is special, uh, you know, from the athlete standpoint that he is, is really cool. And to see him give Jalen Hurts his props, you know, during a primetime game like that uh, was really awesome. So shout out to LeBron. Shout Common LeBron W, if you will. It was awesome. That's great to see. Legoat himself. Legoat. Shout out to LeBron. Um, that's all we got for you guys on this one. Obviously, we were recording this during the other NFC Divisional Round game between the Cowboys and 49ers. At the time, we were ending this episode. 
The 49ers are winning 16-12. to uh, So we'll see what happens uh, in terms of who the Eagles will be playing. We'll be talking all about it on Wednesday night. Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Subscribe or follow over there. Make sure you follow us on the socials at UndergroundPHI. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and on Instagram at Pitsy35. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 and KBIZZLE11 on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Guys, we're in the golden age right now of Philadelphia success. Get your number one favorite Philly sports podcast on the charts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. All of our shows will pop up there as well. Subscribe to the ones you think you know fit uh, your likings, but subscribe to this show in particular. Uh, it really does help. It helps more people find us. We want everybody to know about Underground Sports Philadelphia as we head into uh, an NFC Championship game, guys. like This is the, the ethos that this podcast was built upon. Like uh, an Eagles Super Bowl run was what birthed us from the ashes. So go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, leave a five-star review. Those help immensely, especially subscribing as well. Uh, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's another massive help. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get full video episodes, shorts, clips, interviews, live streams, original content. It's all on there. Uh, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia smash that like button ring the bell icon so you don't miss any of uh, the content we put out it'll notify you right away from your app or on your computer and comment down below your one word to describe the ass whooping that the Eagles put on the Giants and your your thoughts on the NFC Championship game how are you feeling confidence levels leave it in the comment section we'll read them on Wednesday night show and a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, get your merch at PHI Apparel Company. They're the best in the game. They're our exclusive merch providers. Uh, there's no doubt you're going to stand out at the tailgates, at the link, in the stadium, whatever bar you're watching the game from, or from the comfort of your own home in your Underground Sports Philadelphia merch or any Eagles merch on their storefront. Go to phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders. Shout out to PHI Apparel Company for being the best damn merch providers in the game. This has been episode number 501 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Pitts, I'm KB. As we always say, go Birds! Shout out to Delco Danny for making a guest appearance. Great appearance. Great appearance. And until next time, we are signing off. Peace. Go Birds. Peace.